welcome me, welcome you back to another episode of Hashtag Balance, a podcast about navigating the scam that is adulting as a 30 adjacent year old woman living in the Caribbean, trying to find the balance between righteous and ratchet because duality is a thing. Papi Robbie Niles in the studio. And me is season two. So welcome me, welcome you to Hashtag Balance. Yes, welcome, welcome to the Wake Up to Wisdom pod. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> that you are hearing, for those of you who are listening from Hashtag Balance, that belongs to the beautiful Gigi. And for those of you who are listening from Hashtag Wake Up to Wisdom, this is the beautiful Olivia Nope. Okay, yes. and I love that. Honestly, honestly, truly. Yes, ma'am. Today is such a wonderful day for resting, though. Like, (laughs) I have done lots of nothing and it feels amazing. I'm completely the opposite. Today I cleaned a lot. Oh, dear. Um, (laughs) No, actually, I... I felt really good about it because, um, as as we all know, I've been um, well, not as we all know. I think as we all are during this past season of the year or whatever you want to call it, very happy. <laughs> I love that for you. I love that for you. Anybody <laughs> who knows me knows that cleaning is not my forte. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I. If you want something like clean and clean well you do not call me I I got to a point in my life where I realized you know what we all have our strengths and cleaning is not it for me and bless my grandmother's heart I know that it makes her very sad but I pay someone to clean for me because you know I just I just gave that one back (laughs) and it feels very great it was like you come and do what you are good at and I'm gonna do what I'm good at which is paying you for your service thank you so much for helping me well I think um I was I was watching one of your tweets maybe I don't even remember exactly when it was but I was just laughing to myself because I was like sis is me and I am sis because (laughs) I'm a big believer uh just as you said of outsourcing things that I'm not good at I have absolutely no problem with doing that um (laughs) And I've recognized that, you know what, you really can't be good at everything. And there are going to be things we're phenomenal at and there are going to be things we're going to completely suck at. I don't want to waste my time not honoring the things I'm amazing at because I'm trying so hard to be good at things I'll probably never, ever really be good at. So I'm going to let those people do that. That is a word. Thank you, my darling. (laughs) Yes. So to get the ball rolling... We can get into the rapid fire. Okay, so what is your pet peeve? My pet peeve is when my predicted text on my iPhone spells the word duck when I don't mean it, among other things that I do not ever Uh, mean. I'm not talking about that, sir. (laughs) I'm not talking about ducking. (laughs) Can we not? Exactly. (laughs) Say a word in Spanish. Uh, mucho, mucho words in Spanish. Oh, <laughs> you want to be bilingual on me? You know how you okay. want to go, mommy. Okay, okay. Oh. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Cats and dogs. No. <laughs> <laughs> or pick your fave. Oh, so hard. Um, cats. 
<laughs> Who is your favorite Harry Potter character and why? I never read Harry Potter. <laughs> I say the redhead boy. I have no clue. I have no clue. <laughs> okay. Um. So I I want to shade you about it, but I also need to to be self aware. So what is your favorite? Once. What's your favorite movie then? My favorite movie right now, <laughs> probably, probably Belly with DMX. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. What would the title of your memoir be? Things that you wish that you did, but you never did. <laughs> Sub or Dom? Switch. Ooh. I Nikki was waiting for that question. <laughs> Party. Good answer, good answer. Family or career? Um, Family, family for sure. That's so on brand for today's conversation. It has definitely changed over the years, for sure. I'm still in the changing process because if you ask me family or career today, we'll still say career, but I will hesitate a little bit. Just a little bit. That's called being a switch too, though, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not quite <laughs> but, but we will see and lastly what is the best gift you've ever received you can cuss me for interpreting this like this but um compassion yeah girl please <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a gift person like really i don't need material things um so if I were to have, if if it were to be a material thing, you're still going to cuss me because I'm going to say it was like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, someone that I may or may not be, I don't know why, but um, yes, I understand I like, completely. You know, no, but it's good. <laughs> but no, basically, I love malt. Any malt mm-hmm. except for Tiger Malt, and so he had got That's me very like shady. all the. Hmm? That's very shady. What did Tiger ever do to you? The tiger had stopped, um, had ceased and desisted in tasting like the original tiger. <laughs> so I was correct. She's wa- she's very watered. She's very yes. watered. No, I don't know how to distinguish that thing. I'm like, what, what, is it hops? Is it barley? What is it? I what is happening I'm, here? What is happening? Que lo que? Don't know. Entiendo. I just. <laughs> I <cannot. laughs> but no, he had bought me like all the possible options sold by Vitamalt. And that was like super sweet to me because I like malt so much. But yeah, that I'm, I'm not gonna curse you out for that because <laughs> that's sentimental. It means that niggas be listening and I love that for you. Niggas be caring or whatever. They I'm do. Really they yeah. do like <laughs> your your favorite gift does not have to be something that costs like mad amount of money. It's just something that means something to you. So that's yeah. very cute. I get that. such a wholesome way to start off the pod so do you really want to spit some rapid fire for me off the dome or are we going to slide straight into as seen or else i mean i'm so good at spitting off the dome um (laughs) (laughs) Olympia's like i am never having her back on here again that's not true that is not true this is wonderful (laughs) girl i know that's why i like you (laughs) it's making sense how many questions did you just ask me? Let me just, so I could just go through it in my mind. Um, two, six, eight, ten. Eight. Ten? Okay. Forget that. We're doing about seven. <laughs> if I can That's all right. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can be racist and rotten. We'll start slow and easy. Phenomenal relationship or career? Define how phenomenal the career is going to be. Is it going to be a great? <laughs> well, no, girl, just answer. <laughs> the fire is rapid and it is about to start burning. Um, I know. <laughs> and I mean, you dragging me because of everything that we're going to talk about. <laughs> I want to say phenomenal career. Uh, mm-hmm. Favorite movie for you? Um, What's my favorite movie? I'm saying it in my head. The words are not coming out. Sound yes, of music. The, the sound of music. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Got you. <laughs> sound of music. Okay. Uh, sneakers or heels? Heels. Okay. This is so random. Mavado or vibes? The way you even asked me that, Carter, all the way. Carter, all the way. Brutal or chief then? All the way. He's a sexy darky too, but anyhow, we digress. No, no, let us no, let us unpack that <laughs> because melanin wins every time. No, somebody asked me. Follow. I was listening to a song, and somebody asked me. She was like, "Um, if you find him attractive, because you know you." And I was like, <laughs> "The audacity, <laughs> the goal." No, all of it all. <laughs> the goal. Th- there is a certain Jenny Saquon that he possesses. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> if you no, we are being very, we are being very honest here. If you look at him, he he might not be pretty. He you is pretty. If you see him in person and see the 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 divine nature of his skin, <laughs> I have to see not him in No, but he's not traditionally pretty, but there's something about him that is like, mm, I, I see it. I styled him rapid fire on pause. I styled him a number of years ago for um, a magazine article when I used to style people still. And mm-hmm. I remember the editor. Wait, you style people? Oh my God, this is perfect. We're going to talk after yeah. this. Because I have <laughs> 3,000 birthday shoot ideas uh-huh. and some help dragging together so oh, girl you're gonna have a blast no because no that. other people are gonna ask me to do that and i will do that for you and i'm not doing it for anyone else <laughs> that's quite all right they have to understand that they're they not will me. have to they will have to but um no we're gonna have a blast <laughs> i yeah i have style bristle and um i remember the the editor the editor of the publication was like oh my god girl this man is so sexy. And I'm like, I feel like you could be, you could almost be his mom. This is very disturbing. I just oh, thought that no. she was that old, but Brutal is also not like, you know, he's not that old either. So. Exactly. But no. But if you know me, you know my beautiful. affliction. My affliction mm-hmm. um, is dark skinned men. Um, me if you listen to this podcast often, you will know that I, I tend to like niggas. Mm-hmm. So he tends to fall. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Big old chains, all of that shit. Love mm-hmm. it to the death. Yeah. And he sister. falls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so he <laughs> falls into that category. Mm-hmm. But he's a nigga. Mm-hmm. If you he look good, yes, though. He, he got together. That's, that's just <laughs> di- divert. And <laughs> me going back to the I prefer to be submissive, but you have but you have to dominate me how i want you to dominate me like you can't do nothing that i haven't previously agreed to mm, i understand i understand and mm-hmm. these are the things that you can do mm-hmm. and then don't ask me stupid shit like oh am i hurting you like don't ask me none of that oh, no. <laughs> so, 
Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, um, right. we will not get into that story. Moving along. Uh, <laughs> Jay-Z yes. or old school Yeezy before everything? Who? Jay-Z or Con- old school Kanye before everything? Jay-Z. Okay. And last rapid fire question, drum roll, da-dun-dun-dun. Best lesson that you've learned in the past year? Let people love you. Mm. And that is the perfect segue into what we're talking about. Today. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's been really hard, but yes, that is That's exactly a- where we are at. That is big. And what was interesting to me about when I asked you Dom, Sub, or Switch was that you said, I will give you the parameters and then we'll do the stuff within those parameters. And I... I think everyone's journey is different, but I look forward mm-hmm. to us speaking in a number of years to see if you still feel that way. If and when you do find that person that loves you in the way that you need to be loved. I don't know if you're going to submit. But- you might you might be a switch. <laughs> you might mm-hmm. find the submission perfect because that person understands you better than anyone ever has. Who knows? I do not know. I'm not an oracle. I'm just saying that I look forward to it. <laughs> I, I do look forward to it too, especially because this is basically going to be documented. You can hear me on the podcast talking cash shit, but I want career over family, yada, da, da, da. And then here I go loving a nigga. So we will see. We will see we how that goes. At another day. We shall. So briefly, the as seen on Al's really was just about your experience with the volcano eruption. I know that it has been about two-ish weeks or so since it happened, but we're still dirty. But um, how was that for you? So, hmm, how do I put this? Okay, so I was a trooper all through the pandemic, like through lockdowns, through not making money, through all the stuff, all the, all the mm-hmm. things. I really, really tried to... Um, feel through the feels, yes, but still have a pretty like optimistic attitude about things. Now, I'm a Virgo, so my optimism is very blunt and real, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Cynical. Mm-hmm. That sometimes too. I wasn't fooling my foot, as the Beijing people would say, but I mm-hmm. think I was. I was handling pretty well. I was trying pretty well, mm-hmm. and I thought some things were necessary for me. When the around the time that the ash wall came, I don't really know if it was the ash wall, to be honest with you, but as an entrepreneur like solely an entrepreneur it's not a side hustle i think by that time just being locked down for so long and then just reopening and having to shut down again yeah i I think no i think my frustration amidst every other thing i was feeling just numbed me out oh no yeah and then that in itself was frustrating so that's honestly how that was for me i just was like i'm i'm just tired yeah just really tired as i said i had a hard time yes we were discussing that so hopefully you can find some relief very shortly i had a mini asthma attack oh no (laughs) no this sounded very dramatic (laughs) but yeah a mini asthma attack Uh, i believe that was the friday after the original downfall of uh, Mm -hmm. ash but i mean like i'm still here give thanks Still here. The cynicism really never ends with me. I'm very (laughs) like, yes, I'm thankful for life. And then I sound very mundane about it all. But I am actually very thankful. I understand completely because my natural disposition is not to be one of those, 
you know, there are some people who just like bubbly. I am not that person. Mm-hmm. I could be extremely happy and I would be like, oh my God, yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yep. I, I get you completely. For me, it was, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. Um, When my mm-hmm. dad spoke about it, because he's old as the hills, apparently. Oh. He was like, <laughs> he was like, back in my day. We when they had the um the first um eruption and da 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 and the ash came, people was outside running about in it and you bringing dogs and them talking about oh don't leave your pets outside and going on. He was like the dogs was outside and them was fine and we were good and whatever. Mm-hmm. And when it actually started to fall here, because I would have seen like videos and stuff like that from St. Lucie, y'all getting it like real bad, and then it literally started to fall like snow. I was like, oh, this is. This is crazy. Just for reference, you know, for me being dramatic later on in life, was it like this when um, it fell for the first time with you? He said, no, girl, this is like completely worse. I said, ah, okay, good, noted. Because... <laughs> what are you going to tell your children? <laughs> what am I going to tell him? Because he started off the day with, oh, you don't need to do all of that. And the next and the third. And I recently became a dog mom. And so he's a dog grandfather. And he took Chance outside and Chance sneezed twice. And he was like, oh, no, come inside, Chancey. You can't be out there and all of that. What is (laughs) happening? I was like, this is the same man that said that the approach that was happening over here i was i will just leave that well alone girl (laughs) listen i said look at you and look at how the mouth has changed i said but you know what i can just i can let you have it um Mm. just been trying to keep the place clean and not hang on the dust particles basically yeah i think the government is doing as best as they can given that we've never really experienced anything like this so it's like they're just doing the best they can with what they have my only qualm is don't tell me that we have a water issue because people power washing because y'all niggas knew that we didn't have water for years but um that's a separate topic yeah it is (laughs) on multiple levels i want that is a separate topic but i used to bathe four times a day and i used to be like why do you bathe so much you don't smell because it's hot. I said Barbados is a water scarce country. Why are you? But that's what I'm. But we yeah. somebody so succinctly said that you know they invested a lot of money in a new water authority building instead of a desalination plant. And I yep. rest my I case. Yeah. I I I rest. I rest my case. I have nothing further, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. Let us segue straight into the meat and the potatoes of this conversation. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All about love. Ode to Bell Hooks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. So do you want so, to start us off? So mm-hmm. what happened what happened was I had heard. <laughs> I had heard um, the Hashtag Balance podcast and I was like, I like this girl. She's quirky. She's different. She's unapologetic, but open to being teachable. It was like, there were multiple things that, you know, attracted me. So of course I cold Twitter DM'd, like cold email, not really. <laughs> um, the young lady and um, was like, hey, I really like your pod and we should do this thing sometime because I was trying to be productive and. I liked it. I genuinely liked it. And then there was a tweet, which Olivia will remind us of because I have the memory, not of an elephant. And yes. you know, we, started, <laughs> we started to discuss, we started to discuss, um, briefly discuss um, the concepts of love and how 
it changes as we get older, right? Yeah. So also subsequently, she was reading this book by Bell Hooks, um, very famous writer, which is called All About Love, which I have not read yet because I couldn't focus. So, <laughs> um, but or listen to for the same reason. But I was very excited to discuss it because much like you, Mm-hmm. Um, you being Olivia, not the general public, I um, <laughs> I did used to choose my career. Um, I've, I've chosen my career time and time again, actually. Um, and that has been an interesting journey. So I'm going to hand it over to you now. And then we will let this flow organically. I do choose my career, my business, my everything. But I'm realizing how that can be detrimental to forging meaningful relationships. I am really, I am really trying, but um, I actually just went in our DMs and I found the tweet that was the catalyst for this. And it was from a young lady and I subsequently realized that she was about, about 21. So that's why we said, you know, our yeah. concept of love and relationships changes mm-hmm. because I think that I probably would have thought like this maybe-ish around, you know, my early 20s, teens. Mm-hmm. And she said... What I don't understand is why people is feel you can't just not want them anymore. I is the type to wake up and done with a man after five years because I don't want him to hear what we've been through and he better don't come harassing me when I leave either. To which I responded that I feel like you know over time that you are going apart from someone. Waking up one morning and be like, you know what, fuck this shit is so bizarre to me. Once you start having those feelings, you should communicate them. Letting Mm -hmm. someone feel shit is sweet while you're silently there packing your boots and your coat is also wild. And I put the caveat that unless the relationship is, let's say, I am all for leaving that nigger. And nigger here is gender neutral. But I feel like if both of you are in this relationship and you are trying, I think it's very disingenuous to be checking out of the relationship, but still putting up the front to your partner that everything is okay. And then just one day telling them, "Eh, I don't want to be with you anymore. I think that creates a whole set of trauma in them that they're going to have to work through because honestly trying to wrap your mind around the concept that this person that you love and have loved for like let's say the five years just woke up one day and decided for air quote no reason that they don't want to be with you anymore having to unpack that (laughs) that's gonna be the ghetto so yes that's where we started in terms of, you know, going through the motions of this, this what is love type of thing. And when I, I just like to call it pre-production, but when we were speaking beforehand, I was saying, you know, we can give some examples of ourselves at 21-ish mm-hmm. and our relationships and what we thought love was then versus to how we feel on the today. Yeah. So I'm going to give the floor to you because your 21-year-old experience is actually really good. So different, so, you said. Right? so let me just so do the pre-21 go. experience in a nutshell. The pre-21 experience was one of my closest friends telling me, oh my God, I cannot wait for the day when like you really, really love somebody because mm-hmm. you are the most easily turned off person. I This is actually very embarrassing now that I am not 17, 18, or 19. But I remember, first of all, I used to tell niggas, 
I used to be like, okay, so I am not about falling in love right now. So please don't do that either. As if you can help that. Don't know why I was you thinking. It's okay. sound, you sound like me. I'm funny enough. That whole thing about I can't wait till you love somebody or whatever. So we could see that side of you. Mm-hmm. I've been told that up until about two weeks ago. And I was just like, y'all are y'all are rude. Y'all <laughs> is tripping. <laughs> yes, y'all are very rude. <laughs> she told me that. And we were like, we were like 17 at the time or 18. But I I have been in a relationship with somebody, not even for a long time, who was extremely annoying, I'm sorry to say, and very possessive or attempted at least to be very possessive. And I was not having it. And afterwards, I just felt like I really just didn't want anyone tying me down. And I and I felt at the time like mm-hmm. it was like the, <laughs> the honest thing to be like, listen, this is what it is. Please do not go doing whatever you know which was which was naive in terms of mm-hmm. social intelligence you were a teenager so i mean like yeah the, the floor was but for you to skate around i just yeah i just used to be like do not fall in love with me do not do this do not do that and then obviously when you tell people not to do things they often unfortunately do things you Double know, whether, down. whether on purpose or not so there was that but eventually in my late teens i did meet someone and you know I guess that became like my first serious sort of teen into adult relationship and at 21 actually was it was funny because so two things happened one is that we actually broke up probably when Mm -hmm. I was 22 but we had been together for quite some time prior to that and we had really been through hell on high water I, I won't go into all the details but there were tests as it related to family as it related to like not earning enough income, having to pay mm-hmm. rent, like being hungry as, as it was a lot. And um, I recall mm-hmm. like, someone who was our friend who was like, a lot older than us, probably like in her 50s being like, y'all are like the strongest couple I know and I'm 50 something. <laughs> I don't even understand I, how y'all do I would, oh. yeah. I don't, I wouldn't know how I would have taken that at 20 something. You're telling me that I'm such a strong couple at 20 something. I would be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we knew that because like, as I said, like there were like some family related things that would have went down and, and real tests of character, you know, just like mm-hmm. very tough things. And honestly, like our support of each other, I will say that I have never met anyone else that really matched that until recently. And mm-hmm. that person comes with a foundation of years of friendship. So I don't even think that that counts the same way. And yeah, it was just, I, I remember actually explaining it to a close friend of mine and he was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. I've, I've, I've never had that. And I told oh. him that I was spoiled because I actually thought that that's just what relationships were. Yeah. Which I think I told you in pre-production. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I couldn't wait to use it. I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. Uh, that yeah, is there. I, uh-huh. Yeah. I honestly was really, really spoiled. I really thought that I would find another love like that and easily. You know, yeah, easily. Yeah. Even if not every time, I, I certainly didn't think it would take me over a decade. But sure enough, those 20 somethings, like Sizzle said, damn. It was direct. It will be some, they are really and truly something. My early 20s relationships, I had two. I'm thinking of the very first one like 18 into like early 20s relationship it's just like a thing to me we did usual girlfriend boyfriend stuff I I, did I say love you in that relationship though I honestly cannot remember let me did I did I really I don't think I did that's problematic (laughs) 
Is it though? It's just how you felt. I feel like it's honest. I don't even, not even judging that. Let me skip forward to the relationship after that. In that relationship, I thought that I was in love, that it was just a case of getting the attention that I wanted. And it was one of those things where I will say with my whole ass that relationship was toxic as hell. But there was something about it. I was just like, okay, you know, like we, we go back and forth or whatever. But at the end of the day, that's my nigga. That's how I always felt. And it was like, I understand you and you understand me and we're going to ride off into the sunset and we're going to do all of these things. And I don't know, just observing people around you and listening to people talk, people make it seem like if trials and tribulations, course of a relationship. I feel like my mind says. But the problem, but the problem, obviously, with a 22-year-old understanding is that you see people doing shit, so you might tell yourself, okay, like, and you forgive them, so you stay, so you get back together. This is about, you know, navigating all of that. This is what love is supposed to feel like, you know? Not all good, not all days are good days, whatever, whatever. So in my understanding at that time, obviously, later on, don't. Like, no, I realize that the trials and tribulations that you are supposed to experience in relationships has nothing to do with the person disrespecting you and all of that. But yeah. we, will, we, we will unpack that. But at that time, I did feel, I, I felt some of the same sentiments that the same young lady said, where it's like, if I wake up today and I don't want to be with you, like, that's quite all right. Where even after that relationship ended, and it, it really should have ended a lot sooner than it did, but we thank God for Jesus and grace. But even in like, dating subsequently, I would either check out a little too early mm-hmm. or I might stick. Actually, I don't think I stick around a lot longer than I needed to be after that because that song, She's a Runner, She's a Track Star, that was made for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Listen to me. Listen to me. You do not have to ask me to run. You have to ask me to sit in my place of patience I am one of those people that as soon as you do something that I don't like I am gone and Mm -hmm. it's sometimes oftentimes it is very 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 frivolous like I ain't like how you chewing Mm, I ain't gonna know you again oh my god so this is why my friend said that to me when I was younger and what had happened was is that the young man used the same cream that I use and she's like that does not even make sense (laughs) in my brain is it but if I use this cream why you but no why you using what I use (laughs) well I mean like we just happened to use I mean it's a very popular cream you know um it wasn't the aquamarine our name but it was a little Nivea you know Ah. You hit on the map for using Nivea? Yeah, and I actually use Nivea as well, but like, I don't know. I thought you I, were using the day. I thought you was going to be like one of them girls in the Victoria's Secret Love Spell Body Cream. Mm-hmm. And he was using it too, because like, that would be a point of contention for me. That would be odd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. No, he was just using regular Nivea. And I don't usually use those fancy creams because I am a cream connoisseur, as anyone who knows me can tell you. And perhaps yeah, a little bit of mm-hmm. And um, those creams do not give me the luster that I need for real moisture. So, Agreed. <laughs> you know, Agreed. There's that. Agreed. But yeah, like, literally, I would just be like, I don't I don't know the texture of this person's tongue. Like, just all kinds of stupidness yes, that I would just come up with. Like. And, you know, but as we have gotten older, we have realized that we've been putting up those blockages because we are fearful to get close mm-hmm. to people, dragging yourself, all of that good stuff. But yes, um, 
concepts of love again were even I would just type back into the book that I would have read again you usually see on like movies or on tv or whatever people always going through hell and high water in order to get to this your quote final destination which is love and wonderfulness but like nobody ever starts off just loving each other or it's never like an easy path like I meet you you meet me we have a good day together and we be like, you know what? I like you. Less vibe. Merry and happily ever after is always some drama, especially as black women. You know that the love to make us struggle. Yeah. So unfortunately, because you've been you've been seeing that on TV, you see it in like everyday life, because I mean we're all around black people the majority of the time. So all of our lived experiences is basically from what we are around. You kind of start to associate struggle yeah. with love. And unfortunately that was one of the things that I took in. I would say that I didn't subscribe to struggle on levels that other people would have subscribed to it on, but I still felt like there always had to be some level of you gotta go through things to be able to prove it. Yeah. To prove that you like you just can be happy and cute. Like you have to have something going on. Obviously, I got to a point where all that shit shifted. And I think like when I started here with the let people love you um topic, that was the theme for last year. I think I mentioned it on another podcast, Shannon. Um, Pastor Bab, she's been on, not Pastor, Senator Bab, same thing. Mm-hmm. She'd be preaching. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, hashtags feeling 2020 because I am not one to have feel things, but I am a logical person. Mm-hmm. So obviously that has made dating kind of, it's been good, mm-hmm. but it's also made it difficult because it has to make sense. I, I will not date you for the fun of it. Like if I know that you are a great person, have good times together, but you and I are on two completely different wavelengths in terms of like where we see ourselves in the future. Like yeah. I can just pack that up one time Girl. because I feel like we wasting we wasting each other's time. And there are some people who are like, but you could just still have fun and enjoy the moment and I'm like why would I do that (laughs) (laughs) I I cannot help but to think that we obviously like that I obviously listen to this part of yours for a reason because I'm listening to you and I'm like "Uh uh uh-huh 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 and obviously we're at different stages because I am old as the hills um probably born when my daddy was and um please I don't know that's what someone very close to me tells me all the time that you old yeah, and I, the I, like to to it. I old and sweet, so it don't matter. I was about to say anymore. that you got the young girls beat bad, but then the, the young <laughs> then under 25 Twitter might listen to this and be like, Yeah, old people are always talking about when I got with me. I don't want them <laughs> like, coming for us because, <laughs> men. Um, but no, I, I'm with you. I honestly, um, I, I'm just with you. All the, all the things that you just said, I'm like, Yep been there been there been there and definitely felt i guess a lot of things for me have evolved now based on multiple things but yeah mm-hmm. with you there mm-hmm. but have you no i still i understand that some of that might be a little bit problematic but i am who i am um, that's the that's the where i reside okay for you so, after your relationship um mm-hmm. did you just let the chips fall like did you you know, follow the same concept of love. Got have a little bit of struggle sprinkle in it, if authentic. 
type of type okay. of vibe. So I'm not going to do a whole therapy session. I'm going to say that a big part of the reason why I was also very like dismissive when I was younger. I'm very quick to done with you. And mm-hmm. one of my um, beloved and unbeloved at the same time ex-boyfriends from when I was younger would say, he would be like, you, what's the word now when you deflect? He was like, you're very good at it. <laughs> right mm-hmm. um, I would make this joke because both of our backgrounds are our law right and mm-hmm. I would be like isn't that what we do <laughs> he would be like yes but this is just me and you like we're not mitigating or litigating and I almost couldn't help it and I think that like for, for me to be honest I think initially the initial influence would have been obviously we come up with certain parental relationships Um, I would say that yes. you know, like, look at you because I literally have that scribble right here yeah, and, parents I, and, I, and caregivers really fuck us up. That's yeah, literally I was why. gonna say that. I think perhaps this is why we also have similar outlets. I do not know your experience, but now that I'm talking to you more, I'm like, this is very peculiar. Um, but, but the thing is that we could have, we could have probably grown up. Like I had this conversation with a friend. And we might have grown up in completely different situations, but still lack the same thing. Things. Very true. Very valid. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, anyway, long story short, with my end of things here, as it relates to this part of the point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents just, you know, they had their ups and downs and stuff. And then they eventually would have broken up. They're now back together. Very happy for them. I think companionship really matters if that is what mm-hmm. makes you feel full. Um, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. full circle, yeah, you know, whatever makes them happy, you know. Um, yeah. But I just think that how I was, I was just very direct, perhaps cynical, as you said. And I use that specifically because of what I'm about to say. So like probably at like five, at like seven, you know, I would have been like, what is the point of being together? If you like, are you all the time? Like, just leave. Like, there are other people. Literally. You told them this? Sit. Yeah, I did tell my mom that. I don't think I would have said that to my dad at that time, but I'm certain that at other times I said that. Um, why? Because personally, I'm very practical about certain things, or at least I was for most no, of No, I completely I get you. My mm-hmm. mom told me, she tells me, and she tells anybody who would listen all the time, that <laughs> as a child, she was like, I, from the time I could talk, I would be speaking to them like if I am their friend. My mom always tells people like from the time she could speak she'll be talking to me and I'm like but you know that you are like four like you're a little person who who are you speaking to so emphatically Mm. and I've always been like that and I'm like but hun I grew up in a house full of adults like and y'all didn't do like the google gaga baby talk with me y'all used to talk to me like a person so what do you expect yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like, I, yeah, it wasn't the Google Gaga thing, thank God. And I don't, hopefully I don't do that with my kids because I do go into like this Spanglish moment, even with cats and dogs and any animal. So my own <laughs> version of English, uh, my friends call it Shinglish. Shinglish. And, yeah. <laughs> and we, I, I do that all the time, but I still speak to pe. I still speak to kids like, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I do have yeah. conversations with children. I, I really am not a believer in treating children like you was just a child or even like the, 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 um, what people seem to think is an evolved viewer. They're like, yes, you are a child, but you still have a voice. But then that like, you limit them to only have a voice when you think that they should. I think when that's the same thing as being and not heard so I do have a conversation and I like to listen to kids because I find that kids really help you to 
search within yourself and grow as a person if you let them. Like if you're willing to remove your ego, which children will um, trust me, children will drag you in drag you right to the floor. No, you everybody home. knows. <laughs> everybody knows that I don't fuck with kids. Um, and I say <laughs> that because I, I in this moment and for all the moments past. Mm-hmm. Do not want any kids. Mm-hmm. If I do have children, it will be one. Mm-hmm. To see me with two children, please call the police. Because you the man say has that a lot. <laughs> exactly. Because, because the man has tricked me. <laughs> so please come and help me. <laughs> please. But a tricky wiki. And everything yeah, I um, say here is going to be edited, like how my predicted text edits what I'm trying to say. I'm so, so sorry for you. Wiki is <laughs> what we're going to call that. But listen, but I still, I could deal with kids that are close to me. So like I have my godson, love him to death. Um, My little baby cousins and stuff like that. I will speak to them. I am not really too or favorite like strangers, children anymore. Children. Yeah, I said it right. Mm-hmm. Anymore. One time I love kids, you know, like anytime my aunt was um having like a birthday party for like one of my younger cousins, I always was there helping set up being with all the kids. There were times where I even like volunteered at my brother's nursery when he was a baby. And I think I hit a point God, too much. And mm-hmm. I went from loving them all to loving them none. And <laughs> I'm slowly, ap- but I still appreciate them. Like you said, I actually want to say like, I really admire you. Um, Not that I expected anything different, but I do admire that you are honest enough to just say your truth because I have this conversation often with my clients where they're like whether it's a person who wants kids or doesn't like the ones who don't they're always like yeah people are very judgmental of women who don't want children as if they are but I don't care I think that that is foolishness. I'm going to tell you why. Not everybody is cut out to be a parent. There are many people out there who have kids and Jan he, no say them should have on, children, okay? Um, on it. Speak yeah. on it. I have a and, very big problem with people ostracizing people, demeaning people, berating people for making a responsible decision in society. You know, by not having the picture that you don't the, want. Yeah, exactly. I Because cause you see it. Like, you can see when, like, a parent doesn't really like their child. And I always remember this uh, young lady expressing to me that she had this friend and her friend always wanted kids and she couldn't get them. And now that she has them, she's like, I hate being a mom, you know? Um, so exactly. And you can't really, you can't send them back like in a pair of shoes from SAS. That's so, what I mean. And I think like, it's responsible to know your, well, we don't always know ourselves enough sometimes until we're in a situation granted. And, you know, I understand that. But if you do, as you just expressed, feel like, yeah, that's not for me or not for me at this time right now. That's how I feel. Correct. I respect that because I we, we I will pat time, myself you know? on the back and say that I feel that like I would be a good mother, mm-hmm. but I just do not want that. Re- like them niggas always there. Like, mm-hmm. They don't leave. Girl. They don't. They don't go nowhere. The problem is and they I, leave when you now miss them, and then they don't want to come back anymore. And you're like, yeah, but that's so you but want I was like to be eight, by your grandmother all the time. Okay, that's like 18, yeah. 20 years no, of of no. you being in my space. They might not. You just don't know. <laughs> you just don't know what they would do. And that's the thing. Yes. But yeah, pull it. Let's pull it all the way back in into the caregiver conversation that you were having in terms of, you know, growing up, how your parents might have expressed that they love you and basically how that turn. Well, for me, it was more how they expressed to each other. And I just looked at it and I was like, yo, I don't want no part of that mess. Like, and it wasn't that I was really judging them. I'm, I'm as I said, I I'm understand. Scared, what? 
Like I mm-hmm. wasn't judging them. I just knew that that's just not what I was about. Not and then of for course me. I had my own um, loving experiences through like my teen years and stuff and mm-hmm. my early 20s. And I would say that those were a lot better. I still have horn men and singing, you know, in my time and some good I ones. I feel too. like every, everybody. Has I want some people too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, don't, let's not, let's not play the games here. <laughs> let's if, be honest. If they're defined, I, I will I say that. I'm telling you. I have <laughs> never said explicitly because <laughs> I would have had inappropriate conversations, mm. but it never uh, led anywhere. Are you, yeah, even if it was just like, and I guess in, in context, yes, that is still cheating. Mm-hmm. No, but before mm-hmm. I used to do bear kind of boy, Lord have mm-hmm. mercy, because <laughs> I had those conversations on purpose so that my ex would see them. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he had he he had hurt me, so it was a a I can show you Almost. that not only you could could do foolishness. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that he barely hurt he, mm-hmm. I was just like, do you do you see that we Once are capable <laughs> capable of things? Mm-hmm. And that's like as I said, tying back into the whole toxic foolishness. Like I should have just packed packed my boots and my coat and left. Yeah, but no, it was just like I. That's an, uh, another thing that I also work on. Like, I wanted to hurt you oh, before. Oh, God, girl. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me, right? So like, I... You cannot have the last laugh. It must be I. <laughs> I am done with all that foolishness. No, no. That's, girl, that's I don't have the energy, but, but I have done it. Like, I would say to, like, let me just, let me just actually bring this all home and get really realistic, um, you know, as it relates to that relationship in my twenties, that was really, really, um, really beautiful. Like we had our moments, we had our as and as we were together for many, many years. So I remember there was a point in time where it was a situation where it was like someone had happened to had let me know that there may have mm. been some infidelity. And mm. I was like, but how are you being? Um, this is not a word. Infidelious. And mm-hmm. Correct. I don't know. That's to be night. It must have been crack. Exactly. So I, and it made no sense. Yeah. So I may or may not have dragged out that body belly with my actions. Um. And just quietly though, just quietly. And I remember my ex showing up at my house one day while I was in the process of the metaphoric dragging out of the belly and <laughs> crying and just looking like a whole different person. I was like, I remember like afterwards we kind of made these jokes. I was like, but like, what, you, what was really happening with you in this season? Like, first of all, everybody <laughs> knew we were going to get back together because it was to a point where one day our friends pulled up outside my house and were like, get in the car. And I was like, y'all are not kidnapping me. I'm not doing this. This is just not and they were like, no, get in the car. This is, the, I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing, but y'all need to get this shit together because y'all are the strongest couple we know. Apparently that was clearly the, the name of us, right? So you see, I, 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 that, that could have been a little, <laughs> that could have been a little toxic because I mean, like, if you're doing foolishness and he's doing foolishness, then it's like, y'all should just let us stay apart. Don't bring I, us I, back I together. Genuinely, I genuinely think it was youth, to be honest with you, because like to this day, like we are still very, very close friends. Who you on the same person? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. No, you were, I, mm-hmm. I am yet to um want to do that. I do not speak to none of the niggas that I've dated. So, Nary one. I feel like okay. I don't know if it was a tweet or when we were talking, but funny enough, I a lot of women I know do say this. I actually don't have those types of relationships. And actually, a very close friend of mine and I were talking about that, and he was saying like he was explaining to someone he used to date that like he has 
he's cool with people that he's dated and like it's not a thing he doesn't want him but it's just like life goes on like th- that part of their life is done those boundaries have been set the end i am the same way but i will tell mm-hmm. you that has been a point of contention in many a union or yes um, it would be because me when like yes. i brought it up that like my experience with this person or this thing with my ex they would be like but you're always talking about your exes and i remember feeling extremely stifled because i would feel it but i need to explain to you the things that have occurred in my reality not because i'm not over them but so you can understand my truth now and i used to feel like i cannot speak freely like i honestly yes. can't hear I... my tone i'm getting very impassioned <laughs> but i can't remember one particular year where like the person actually used to bring up my ass even more than me but used to be held that on the fact that i brought up my ass and be like but i didn't actually bring up my ass you see you? that is so that is so cute to me because i Yes, your your past relationships do shape you mm-hmm. um in whether good or bad. Um mm-hmm. they bring a lot of trust issues. Shout out to y'all, y'all know who you are. Um <laughs> that I have that I have had to spend some time unpacking, hence the feelings 2020, all of that. I mean, I do not really talk about my past experiences or relationships with people that I am currently dating. Mm make a comment about i do not like xyz mm-hmm. and but you don't ask for like hold i do not know because mm. the part of me you know like how people always tell you like you shouldn't really tell tell these niggas about how your ass dog yell because a lot of stupid mm-hmm. ass women actually too. will try to do it too and like double mm-hmm. down and try to do it better mm. yeah so that's one of my fears but okay. just apart from that i just don't feel like if i need to because if i tell you that i don't like something that's it i that's think enough. that should be it i should not mm-hmm. have to explain to you what how we have arrived here per yeah. se sometimes i, I, I do I think context that. might help but mm-hmm. I, we are we are learning and we are evolving so like Let's how I have gotten to where I am today. I would say the like I well before we get there, I would mention that my default setting, like I said, I do not emote. Um, I'm not a very touchy feely, lovey dovey type of person. That is hard for me to do. Um, it will make sense, and like I am not a hugger. I have said, I have said that before. I am not. Do not cuddle me, please. None of that foolishness. <laughs> I was well. That was me before ish. And remember, as it as it would happen, the last two guys that I dated, God was like, "All right, here we going on. You you growing up, you like getting ready to like box with thirty or whatever. Here are some mm-hmm. life lessons because you know the twenty somethings. Mm-hmm. So both of them are very." Huggy, touchy, feely. Can I hold your hand? Like, and I'm like, we are inside. We want home and have four. One of them, I would be like in the kitchen, standing up, cooking, and he'll want to come in the kitchen and just like stand up behind me and like hug me. And I'd be like, what are you doing? And he's like, why can't I just hug you? But I'm like, but I'm cooking and you're watching TV. And he's like, yeah, just but I just, just, yeah, like, and he's like, no. I, I want to hug you and I'm like, nigger, <laughs> get off of me. And notice I remember guys, we stuck a pen here. I noticed how she did not say nigger, nigger. <laughs> yes, with the, with the hard ER because I was frustrated. <laughs> I was just like, 
I was just like, what are you doing? Like, get off of me. It is hot. It is Barbados. What you do? <laughs> and for all intents and purposes, like I said before, he's he's a nigga. Y'all know my demographic. So like, big black burly. <laughs> Nigga, 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 always like that though, don't you find? Because like yeah. for me, like I have definitely, um, you know, you know, something like the bad boy, them to an extent. I'm retired from that, now, however, though. But I don't want you to be a touch a nigga, but I also want you to be in touch and in tune with yourself and not be right, a fat boy. I find, and that's what I was going to tell you is that I actually find that the the roughest people that I or what society may term to be the roughest people from the outside are actually the softest people that I, I personally know. And this doesn't even need to be um, like people I've dated. I mean, men, women, everything. Like when you really yeah. get to the interior, you know, the, the, um, the, the heart of those people is like, yeah, there's a tough exterior because survival, right? Like, because you have, yeah. to, you have to survive life. And I would even say that I can be like that very much as well. When you I really was about to say, like, I am finding the softness that resides within because I didn't yeah, know that I, I, I had it like that before. Girl, girl listen to me, right? Like, because I actually <laughs> want to ask a question and I'll answer the question too, but I'll let you answer it first. But I will say this, like, there are things in life that were not easy easy for me. So like, I used to think that I was being vulnerable, but I was being vulnerable insofar as I felt comfortable to be vulnerable, which we all do. Yeah. No, I am. Not I was like really that. not like, doing I, nothing. Yeah, like, like it really wasn't. Like I was just literally nothing. in a comfort zone. And like, we know what grows there. Nada. So yeah, exactly. whatever happened. I noticed, like, I actually had this terrible, terrible union in my 20s, which was full of wonderful gems. But I do not believe in separation in order to get to the mountain top. Okay, like, I don't. I think, yes, sometimes that is true. Yes, sometimes you have to train in order to win the race and it is challenging. But I also believe that, like, our blessings can come to us easily because I never used to believe that, like, I don't know, that's complicated. I am doing, I am doing my my dad's hands because I literally told somebody, on Friday, I think it was, was today. Can't remember what today is because all oh, the days are the know. same. What is time? <laughs> I recently I mentioned that um I am not on the bandwagon of suffer love. No, nope. like just love. I'm not doing that because life in itself is hard. Navigating COVID has to been challenging, especially if you or the other person had been laid off or anything like that. Like that is a life yeah. thing that is challenging that I am willing to navigate with somebody. I am not compounding that with begging to love me properly and to listen to me and to communicate and tell me how you feel or disrespect. And I mean, cheating is bad, but it's not the yeah. only thing that can end a relationship. Like I am not. No tolerating any like disrespect you being lazy none of those things i want to be a part of my relationship i feel it all that separation that is foolishness like life will life and we can fight life together that is the only thing that i want to be air quote fighting for yeah i mm -mm. Mm -mm. I actually you know um i'm almost like scared to talk about this too much on the pod because i just don't like people in my business but if you could zero in for 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 me and yourself and the um the listeners out there, mm-hmm. you know, how would you say that your like three distinct ways that you used to approach love, unions, relationships, whatever, then that differ from how you approach it right now in this moment? I I don't know how to to express how I used to approach relationships before because I've also been single for like four years mm-hmm. because niggas 
I would have uh-huh. dated people. I would have dated people. But like a meme that I posted the other day is like with the talking stage thing and you have the brackets at the bottom and it's just like, oh, damn, were well, you single? And then at the end, it's like, oh, like, mm-hmm. that's how yeah. I've, I felt. And yes, um, I've met some amazing men, but the relationships obviously never like came to fruition because of just differences in values and stuff like that. I would not say that they're like bad people. Well, eh, eh. Like, I remember just, like, to give an example, I was dating this guy and everything was going, like, pretty good. And I was just like, okay, yeah, maybe this may actually, like, make sense. And -hmm. then we had a conversation a day randomly and I found out that he was homophobic. And I was just like, oh, Oh, God. God Oh, God. Can we, listen to me, sister. How I dated a whole person, I never know that that's how he felt until we were, like, very close to the end. This could have been a part of the way it was close to the end. And he said that. And I just remember thinking, I can never have children with you. Because if mm-hmm. you ever fix yourself, to tell yourself, to, exactly. you to tell we son or daughter son, foolishness, boy, I will boss you. And then I will be at her majesty's pleasure. So we but cannot, that, we just cannot. But that's what I meant. And I, I, I know, I... Again, still staunch on like not wanting children, but in my head it was just like, and in his head he didn't see himself as homophobic. He was just like, what they're doing is wrong. He was like, I don't. He was like, I don't have a problem with it. You're cool, but what I don't want none of that around me. And da 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 da. And he was going on. I was like, when I said like I could feel my heart sinking because like everything was like what I thought I wanted was being met at that. Yeah, and I'm then so... they hear you, and then here you go being a fucking idiot. And I was just like, God damn. And then, like, one thing I guess as I like, you know, started to evolve because it's always like levels to your healing. So, even at that point in time, I decided to like, I, I do not ghost people, I will tell you. Which I admire Why? so much about you because I have definitely because people. I, I've done it when I was younger too, and then I realized mm-hmm. I was bare foolishness. So I've I done it like three years ago, and I'm older than you. So oh no, I'm, I'm not, so not, not, um, not in relationships, like not in like my not in a partner relationship, but like mm-hmm. I guess, all right, stick a pin. I have done that when I felt like I was friends with someone for like 10 years, they were dishonest to me, they thought I didn't find out, I did find out. And I remember my best friend, who is such a beautiful and kind, gentle voice of reason, but also says way too much of the truth and is never bothered <laughs> by how it comes across because her intentions mm-hmm. are pure, bless her. But <laughs> like, she's a person that if she sees somebody and they're bleaching, she'll be like, why are you doing that? Why are you bleaching your skin? Love, love, your, love your skin the way it is, my man yes, and queen. <laughs> but she will be nothing. Oh, God, she does not be anything. But, That's how yeah. she is. Uh, that's just how she is. But yeah, no, I remember she was like, <laughs> she said to me, she said, well, I think you should talk to her. And I was like, girl, do you know who I am? Hell no, I'm not talking to her because she is not ready. She is not ready for it. Oh, okay. And I, so yeah, that, I, that was the so situation. Let me say, even in all of this, the way that I'm trying to like love people better is not just in like romantic relationships because I am a very blunt person. I think that, we all know this by now. Um, and yeah. I, because I, uh, I felt like it was disingenuous to try to, 
I used to call it sugar coating. What it is that I have to tell you, but I'm realizing that sometimes I can be blunt-ish, but still try to soften my words a bit so that people can actually receive the message that I'm trying to get across because yeah. everything is still founded in love, but I think it was a little too harsh. So I'm even trying to like speak to people in, in a better way. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I always do is I give people the opportunity to tell me, tell me shit to my face, basically. So I would have had friendships that would have ended and I would have known that would have been said behind my back, whatever, whatever. And I would have a conversation with you. When I stop speaking to you, I want you to know that I have stopped speaking to you. And these are the reasons why. So if you should feel to go and tell people that I stopped speaking to you, it would be on you to either tell the truth because I have given you my reasons or you can make up a story. Now, if you make up a story, then I know for sure, for sure that you're a madass and in no ever reconciliation. That is exactly it is that I had said to my best friend, I don't know Mm -hmm. how we get her, but actually I know how we get her because I went sticking pins. But anyway, I said to my best friend, I said to her, I said, girl, I know how this is going to go. I am going to say this thing to these two people. Such a nasty moment too. I was like, child, they need to grow up, <laughs> right? But I had, listen. I, um, listen to me. It was weird. You know what? We have so many episodes now to do after the conversation. We do. We welcome, welcome me, welcome yeah, you. You understand. <laughs> There's time. beloved. <laughs> but yes. like I had said to my friend, I said, I know how this is going to go. Like, you know, when you observe people over time and it's Oh, sad you know for a fat how it's going to go. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, this you, one gonna deflect, this buddy gonna lie, listen, this gonna, buddy gonna pretend like that, but no. And you yep. and, and the thing about me is that you really have to know your strengths and weaknesses. And so one of my weaknesses is that I'm a tear head. And essentially, in me being a tear head, there are mm-hmm. two things that anger, well, three things I would say that really can can't sit me don't talk don't edge. lie to me don't like, talk to me do like not, i'm stupid do not pretend do, first of all <laughs> do not accuse me of lying when i'm telling you the truth because i will blind amen you. get very upset and in order for you not to go off on you i am probably going to just blank you that's point one for me point two is mm-hmm. not tell me lies about don't lie to me about things I already know, like, and don't pretend like if I'm dumb, as you said, like, in the moment, and be like, nah, no, because if I you talk never. to me like I'm stupid, I start yeah. to shut down. But yeah, I, I can't, mm-hmm. I'm not good with that, and I will literally just like, I will, I, I don't even know how to ask. You don't want to fight like, people? Be like, y'all, no, y'all not. Don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But there is that. And then you- I would say as well, like something that hurts me more than it angers me. But unfortunately, I think sometimes that hurt if I like manifest itself it, in like anger. Mm. Yeah. If I linger on it too much, is if I know in my heart of hearts that I have been very genuine to you and I have been truthful with you and not my intentions around you were never mal you know, malintent. And honestly, I don't really have malintentions to people because I'm not going to stick around people who I feel like that around. I'm going to chat myself because it just white, like I have better ways to use my energy. But like, Correct. I knew that I did right by you and I've given you chances and you just bought the place doing bare boo. Really? Untrue. Correct. I just be looking at you like, actually, I don't even know if it's anger. I just be looking at you like, you are an idiot. Like you're a disingenuous person. And there was a moment where I used to get bitter about it in the 20 somethings, mm-hmm. like the late 20 somethings, I would say. 
well, from 25 to like maybe 29. Now I'm to mm-hmm. a place where thankfully I'm back to my more balanced self where I'm like, mm-hmm. child, that's your karmic energy. That don't have nothing to do with me. Good. Let's see you on that. I don't want no part of that. Mm-hmm. That is froziness. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Frozy is one of my favorite words, to be honest. But, but, that's what, but that's what I do. I still, again, I think it's the last say syndrome in me, but I will have at least one conversation. The conversation does not necessarily have to lead to resolve, but it is a, this is why you frozy, mm-hmm. you know, and this is why we are not going to speak to one another. Yeah. So I did ex- explain to him, I was just like, okay, when we had the conversation, when he told me all of that, I I shut up for like the rest of the day because it was just like, God have mercy. I mean, like, so close, but yeah, so far. Yeah, it's so daunting when you really appreciate mm-hmm. someone and they show you something very, very ugly that you cannot like, come back that from. You cannot and see, like you're, you just say, I, I, from when I was in the, the similar situation, I, I just kind of sat there and looked at him, and you know, I kind of, I really loved him, like a, mm-hmm. I mean, to the depths of my soul, my homegirl who shall be named uh-huh. for the purposes of this conversation I used to one time had messaged him, which I, I was not, I was not supportive of, but she, she had really taken all the fire rage. Cause I don't really show niggas fire rage too much. I, I am past that stage of life. Praise God. But she took all the fire rage one day and said, you are so foolish. That girl had love every hood nigga bone in your body. I look at you. Look, foolish. And I said, that song, like <laughs> my, my best friend would do something that she'd be like, look at you, you idiot. Um, so I think she wanted to do that with the last guy I did. She was like, you, you idiot. But yeah, that, that's what we, it is. We, that, because we, see, we have that similar thing where we can be very hard. And I have, I have dated some people that have had some rough freaking lives. And I remember mm-hmm. perhaps one of the people next to this person, I would say has, has had like the, the rough, the roughest really outside mm-hmm. of this person that, that told me the homophobia thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they said to me once, like I grew up in Nelson Street. <laughs> And some real tough places, but like you mm-hmm. are hard. Like you are, you are really, really tough. And like I do not have that in me. Like that thing that you have where you can just survive anything. I do not have that. Like I have to cry. I have to break down. I I, I don't handle. Pray. And this is the thing. I crying doesn't often make me feel better. It doesn't mm-hmm. make me feel like I have emptied myself of heavy things. It's not mm-hmm. therapeutic for me in many ways. Usually it has been therapeutic when maybe I've lost someone in terms of like death, you know, mm-hmm. um, it has been therapeutic. Probably if I'm singing some nineties, Mary J. Blige at the top of my lawn spent some F boy harmony, but come on. Are you, are you yeah, all slating like, and crying? That comes no, from <laughs> That comes, you don't say like that comes from me singing, I'm going down. <laughs> yes, 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 I understand. <laughs> but generally, I don't listen to those songs on a normal day or whatever. So, anyway, long story short, I think they knew that, you know, for some plus, and you know, she's like, nah, Jay, like, I know you have been through things. And one time she actually checked me. She was like, wait, stop. This body did what to you? She said, so um, why are you, wh- why you never tell me this? I was like, well, because, you know, it's a relationship. You don't want to like out all your business. You don't want to embarrass me. She was like, this might be an idiot though. Like he's being foolish. And I was like, I thought so too. But, you know, I was just trying to be nice. And she was just like, why? She's like, why would you, like, why? And because I think sometimes you still want to, 
preserve a bit of peace. Like everything mm. is not for everybody. And I think that there are certain things that would happen in relationships. And let's be honest, some you know that if you tell your friend and you and the person make up, your friend is not going to get over that. Yeah. And it's just best yeah, to not. keep it to yourself. So, hmm. but just is- like circling all the way back to the... um. The, the first question where mm-hmm. I was to say how I would approach relationships now. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more open to being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that may look like, I am down to talk about my feelings a bit more and try to express them. Like there is nothing wrong with it per se, but it's all it's very new to yeah, me. Cause like I think one of the main the main turning points, like I said, was having those two people tell me, literally look at me and be like, what is wrong with you? Like what is like you are a woman, why don't you like hugging and stuff like that? Like what what is it I about hate that. Like, what why can't we still be full women? And not always need to but it's still not my default setting, but I will I still realize that there is importance in it because especially for people who love all of that shit, I think that that's one of the purest ways for them to show that yeah. they love you or they appreciate you. And there are some things that just like a hug can, like I said earlier, emote that you might not be able to like put into words. So I do see the value in it. But mm-hmm. I think that that was just one of the that I think that that comment was like the tipping point to understand yeah. that like I don't always have to be so hard or yeah. uh, always have my my walls up like all the way to the top mm-hmm. um, when entering relationships. Obviously, you have to still weed out niggas because everybody is not deserving of seeing that side of you. Yeah. But I think that I will approach them. A little more, I would say, holistically, because here I have in my notes, um, one of the main things that stood out to me from reading the book, I want everybody to read read it, like, all about love bell hooks. It will drag you from the follicles. Like, when I read that I was so bald, my edges are now growing back because <laughs> it really, it really causes you to look at how you have been socialized how you have grown up even to the point that we were talking about earlier with children where uh, people limit children's experiences and stuff like that and even in growing up that shapes how you look at love because like you know yourself exactly because your mother and your father whoever your caregiver they would have done things to you and been like one of the examples in the book which um circles cannot coexist and that really, 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 really stuck out to me because, you know, people mm-hmm. always tell you that they love you, but then they do things that hurt you. Yes. And it is not a case of they did something and you be hurt by it because mm-hmm. that can happen because we have feelings. But then they're, they, people do shit to you knowing full well that the consequence of it will be hurting you and they still go ahead and do it anyway. and. In, in the book, um, she was talking about, you know, sometimes you learn those things and you equate that to love because, you know, traditionally in a black household, Caribbean, African parents, whatever, and you might do something and your parents are going to literally like bust your ass. And then they're going to tell you that I do this to you because I love you because I want you to be your best self. And that repeatedly happening teaches you from a young age that it's okay. Hurt is like, a part of love 
Well, Heard is a part of West Indian love, and we will not go into this, but I believe her is a part of West Indian love and Latin American love specifically because we have so many remnants of the transatlantic Atlantic slave trade. So there's that. And right. I'm not even going to go so, down that lane too deeply. I understand I say, what you mean, yeah. but I don't want to subscribe to that. And, and that's another thing where, like... Mm-hmm. Because I do see where it comes from in terms of like, you know, slavery and like wanting to protect kids and all of that. that. No, 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 not that side. Mm -mm. My thing about it is that I feel that we for so long were taught these like strange ideals, like where you have to struggle to own land. You have to struggle to be together, all this foolishness. And I think that unfortunately, not consciously, not even on a protective level, I think that we really just have some, some things where it's like a lack mindset as it, as it relates to love. So like when we, when we would have been growing up, the music, everything around us is like this culture of right or die, like, you know, just, yeah. Right. Which I was dying Mm -hmm. to say for a while earlier when you, when you were speaking, um, because I was like, we really think that we need to go through all this BS. And one thing you I don't, really re- you don't exactly. One thing I really retaught myself, and if I were to answer my own question, one of my points would be, I used to think like, and it's not that I always had struggle love, right? But I used to think that, well, we won't really know the test of our love until we go through horrible things. Here's the thing: now I don't feel like that. Now I feel like. Oh, I can talk to you wholeheartedly and you meet me with Correct. a safe space where I can actually tell you how that, I feel without rejecting That me. is it. Oh, that's, that real. Is. that's real to me, right? Or exactly. I, can, I can be vulnerable around you and go off, right? Because I'm having a and really, you don't, really rough moment. And you don't judge me for and it. you're not judging me. In fact, you support me through that moment and remind me that, like, to give myself a little moment. Some grace, exactly. Because I'm hard as, I'm hard on myself. Like, they didn't know that you hard on myself. Listen. Like me, right? And that's so, what I, I would say. I kind of experienced with one of the last people I dated. And mm-hmm. I think that... Like I said, it was the whole let people love you that would have started earlier last year and I would not have known of their existence. So I think that, you know, like sometimes you meet people for, let's say, like a season because it helps you to see that shit don't always got to be a struggle, basically. That's what it was more like a a reminder. Like here, here, I know, like it was almost like God said, like, I see that you have been working on this and wanted to open up more and whatever. Let me, let me, Touch you with a little something so you could see what it is about. And then I would have had that experience and then it would have led up to me even like reading the book and it like opening it up even more and kind of putting into words things that I would have felt, but I did not know how to express. It, it spoke about, um, you know, love from a familial concept. And she even started to drag you about, well, drag you, the general public, mm-hmm. but also yeah, me. For, for those who speak about wanting, putting career over family, but then also mm-hmm. wanting to be in a loving relationship. It's like, you cannot, you can have a good career and be in a loving relationship. But if you really want to love as love is supposed to be, air quote defined you shouldn't be putting money above companionship and Mm. community because it's not Mm. it doesn't speak to only like love in a romantic aspect but it talks about love for like your community love for yourself love having a good relationship with god whoever god is to you all of Mm -hmm. those things so then if you say that you want to choose career 
that's basically putting money and capitalism and all of you know the white mm. man's things above that and then it's mm. kind of counter counterintuitive counterproductive or whatever so that's something that i am also working through i guess because mm-hmm. i like yeah, i don't know how you really feel about that like i mean because my notion i will say all the time that i used to put career over over love because like my job or money cannot ear quote disappoint me yes my job does <laughs> Huh, working for the toilet for the white man but it's like <laughs> if i don't like my job i could go and find another job and like my job is yeah. my job if you get me like yeah. and it will pay me and my the money will be there and i could buy the things that i like i'm learning to not say so often but if we're being honest niggas will disappoint you mm-hmm. through and through but i know that only 26 my money can hit for sure <laughs> so yeah. that is why because my work will for lack of a better word, always reward me and reward me on time. It is stable. Mm-hmm. That is how I viewed it before. And I like to buy things and I like to travel and any money to do them things. So it just made sense. But in reading, like I said, in reading the book, it started to put certain things into perspective that I had started to feel but didn't know how to like express or yeah. what to make of it. Yep. So now I am I am slowly chipping away at putting career over family and that the concept of family does not mean me and um, my partner and we have to have children in order to be a family like family. The concept of family that she was speaking about could be just you and your partner or you and like your community, the people that you choose to let close to you. Yeah. So that's like your good friends. You know, people that you meet, that type of thing. Um, I just want everybody to read it because it, it really is a hippy dippy book, yes. That's what I call it. But it sounds but... like it has value. It sounds like a high value book. And like when you sent it to me, I was kind of pissed off at myself because I was like, I do not have the focus, Lord. But I actually really wanted to read it simply because you sent it to me because I didn't think you would send me that unless it really resonated. I feel like a Jehovah Witness handing out the watchtower, <laughs> telling everybody to read this book. And it's it again, it was like a trickle-down effect because somebody was reading it and then she had posted a quote from it. And mm-hmm. bless her heart, it was between her and the very controversial hood healer. She had posted a quote. Yeah. She had posted an excerpt from the book and um it has caused men to be be unable to emote again using that word apparently that's the word of today mm-hmm. and been taught from young you know oh man it's it's manly to not express your emotions it's manly to not cry it's manly to do all of these things and you grow up basically being like a shell of yourself and then it's hard to be a provider in 2021 because every fucking thing is so expensive and your money does not stretch oh. and then it it is so complex you know and it was oh basically God. talking about patriarchy which unfortunately men have created so it's that you created the system that is to your own detriment in this time and mm-hmm. the problem that people are well people slash men are experiencing is that they want to cherry pick what they want to keep when yeah and I then and then and where they want to keep it at mm-hmm. and you it does not work like that you have to dismantle the entire system if you want to be able to be, you know, your full whole self. So say that you want to cry, 
and you want to be able to express your emotions you want to have a safe space to to be vulnerable as a man and then you also don't believe in being the sole provider you want to split the bills down the middle and then circle back and say but you the household and you have to have the last say in all decisions and there are certain jobs that men should have that women should not have and men should make more like you understand like so that's all where it was going. And then my friend posted another excerpt from it. I can't remember what I read that she had posted. And I was like, what is this? But and she was like, girl, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me school you, sis. Let me school. She said, read this book and get back to me. And when I started to read it, I literally messaged her like every chapter. I don't like how this is making <laughs> me feel. I don't like you. I do not like how this is making me feel, child. This is dragging me, but it was a you very... You told me that, too. You relate. This is... You had said the same thing you said earlier. You relate. This is dragging my edges, girl. <laughs> oh, but it was a very necessary drag. So, like, how I do look at relationships now, for sure, ain't no struggle, love. Um, I'm willing to, like I said, be vulnerable, but also help to create a safe space let's say in in terms of romantic relationships as well create a safe space for my nigga to be his full self and know that mm-hmm. he does not have to just be the provider like yes i would like things but that is not all that you are here for like here's my shoulder you can cry if you want to that's how i feel and how i would like to approach them and communicate and again another thing that I do is if I have an issue what I didn't do before I didn't use to speak about problems I would just let it like boil up growing girl boil up (laughs) and then like you would do something stupid like I would tell I want extra meal on my sandwich and you will forget and then it would flip out but now I am down to talk about my issues. If you do something I don't like it, I will tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, being a whole a whole ass person, as I would say. And I think that that is where I am at in summation. Now I will toss the ball over to you <laughs> to let the girls know where Ms. Gigi is at. Yes. <laughs> I um first of all, I'm really happy for you and I'm really proud of you because I really think that that is growth. And Thank you so much. It's not. It's not easy. It's really actually not easy. So I'll share <laughs> an excerpt. Not. I'll share an excerpt all about love from conversations I've been having lately. Now, recently, I've been very emotional and um, verbally emotive because I think that some of my friends, including that same bestie I mentioned, have really mm-hmm. taught me how to clear my throat chakra. And even yes. the healer, bless her, bless her, um, she, wow. her heart. Um, may she. And I just want <laughs> her to just. Just you know, shut up. I that's that what I want for her. <laughs> you weak, just, We go just. I want her to take just. A, I just want her to take two months off of social media and work on whatever is she's going through right now. I agree. I agree. She is projecting so much, and I'm just like, baby, shut up. I think. I think in life, I'll say this. I think we all have things that we need to work on, and I think sometimes over engaging is a thing, and you mm-hmm. have like yourself leaning into a lot of um, a lot of heavy energy that does not serve the collective. Is how I will put it in terms of how the spiritualists are and speak to people. So I'm gonna leave that. Yeah. Alone. Yes. <laughs> I will say that recently I've been very emotive with in relation to my friends, just thanking them for teaching me to be a better person, um, mm-hmm. to be a more expressive person because I, I shutting down is my 
um, is my Same. instinctual um, mm-hmm. reaction. I am a suppressor. It's not something that I do consciously. It's actually something I have to become aware of um, yeah. over time. And it has taken me a really, really long time to understand that that's not a good thing and that I really do need to um, to deal with certain things. So what I used to do um, before, you know, before I had ever really been hurt a lot is that I would express everything to my partner and we would discuss it. And sometimes I would be very frustrated because I wanted to sleep. But the kind of partners that I usually have would be like, no, we need to talk. And I'd be like, but it's like 2 a.m. That's so cute. Sleep. But I had to learn that like my that harshness in me where I would just be like, yes, that's just be practical would hurt a person who was like emotive. I just wanted to like love every element of who it was and understand me. That is it. Yeah. Like I really had to That is it. There's so much I had to learn, quite frankly. But Let people love you and don't push them away. Yes. Yes. And that, for me, that first relationship that I spoke of in the 21s um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) was a person who was brave enough, bold enough, and confident enough to stick around. But there have been people who, you know, would be intimidated or perhaps just would have been turned off or whatever Mm -hmm. things over the years that we all have what we like and what we don't and we are not for everybody. So there was, there's that side of things. But I will say that recently, I've been thanking my friends for helping me to grow as a person because... Um, I didn't really used to express certain things. I wouldn't express my disdain. I would keep a lot of stuff in. And I think it really was like physically making me ill. Um, and I think that that suppression also came from being a kid and just hearing certain things a lot and um, never wanting to be those things because I knew that wasn't where my heart was or where my mind or intention or anything was. So I would mm-hmm. always be super conscious of not wanting to be those things. So sometimes that would make me just recoil into myself a lot, which is probably weird for people to hear because I seem so expressive on social media. But as I tell people all the time, I'm super introverted. I actually talk a lot when I'm nervous outside of being impassioned about something and needing to speak and it's very different to express yourself to a screen versus around 20 people in real life yeah you know not because I can't communicate with people but it actually over time just drains me and that's just the reality people think that because I do the podcast or I would yammer on social media and um I would like post my funny shit and stuff like that that I am always like on. down to down to talk <laughs> yeah. and like Girl, I, will, I, I, I understand will, you I do and I, I will yammer with people me. I like but oh say don't ask me to do no speaking engagement because no yeah there's a lot of stuff I think that I used to be tight casted for before that I actually mm-hmm. realized that I didn't want to do as much and I didn't want to be a part of and like I remember being invited to the speaking engagement and I kept like um, what's the word? Procrastinating on like answering the emails and stuff. And like, I felt really embarrassed afterwards because I was like, I didn't handle that well. And so I apologize because that's how I am. Even if it's 10 years later, I'm probably going to apologize because if, if I believe something is the right thing to do, I'm going to do it regardless of shame or embarrassment or whatever. And I'm working on that as well. That shit is hard, but, <laughs> but that shit is hard. But um, but in addition to that, I had noticed something else, and I had noticed that there was another engagement that would have popped up, and I was ready. There was no hesitation. Mm-hmm. There was no procrastination, and so that taught me, that taught me some stuff about myself too. But anyway, back to the point at hand. I just learned. I've been learning that it's okay for me to express myself. It's okay for me to. Not even that it's okay, but the person that I'm with, and this this might sound stupid, but here's the thing, like, 
I am a very intense person. I make no excuses mm-hmm. for that. You know, um, it has at times been embarrassing. I'm not a person who like people are not going to know. I could wear the most normal clothes. I could have the most normal hair. I could do everything to look like the most normal person. But there is something about who I am or how I there's just something about me that stands out regardless. And I had to mm-hmm. learn to appreciate that because it's not something that I always liked because I guess that lingering introversion would be late, but sometimes you just want to be able to just be. You don't want to have all the expectations. You don't want to have all these things. You don't want to have all the misconceptions. You know what I mean? It's so many different things. So I'm learning now because before I felt like I was too much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Rupi Kaur has this thing about for women who are hard to love. That was something that I resonated with another book from back in the day. And that's another thing. I am me and the right person will think that all right. of me is wonderful. Right. But also I will say this because I, I feel like there were stages of my life before love was not a great experience for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it may have been challenging, but it wasn't like this God awful, horrific experience that yeah. in some of the things that I've been in, where as much as I was, I was not going to make apologies for who I was. You were going to take me as I am or we were going to realize that I was not for you and you were not for me. And that is fine. There is no need for animosity or anything. Right. But somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, I began to feel like and this is for me to be extremely vulnerable, I began to feel like maybe I'm just too much and maybe there won't be another person to love me and maybe I will never have that companionship and maybe... You do have I those am, thoughts sometimes. Yeah, and, I, and I'm and i also like, I've always had like this tomboyish thing too. So then I would say, and maybe I'm not ladylike enough and feminine enough and maybe I don't even know how to like do all the things you know what I mean like it was just mm-hmm. so many things I got you covered you sometimes you start to pick yourself apart yeah but. I trust me and let me tell you that Virgo energy darling is very intense <laughs> very it's real very very rough very rough I can be very depleting sometimes I would say so but not to be not to be cliche mm-hmm. but I think that and you saying all of that and saying that you had more or less appreciate these things about you. I mm. think that that is the the root of everything where everybody tells you you have to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. Say that is literally so real. I'm and so glad you said that because I want to touch that. I want to touch that. <laughs> it's really real because I, I will also say that the... I realize like this is who you are and there is nothing wrong with it because you know growing up like somebody maybe like a family member might tell you you are too this or you are too that or you are too whatever whatever and like I said I've always been talking to people like so sometimes you will hear oh you too you too chatty or you too rude yeah, or you I too this that. or you I too you too abrasive or whatever yes yeah. I had to learn to soften how I speak to people but at the end of the day like I am not gonna be my default setting is not just automatically going to switch to being a very soft laddie daddy person. Like I still have that harshness to me, but I have learned to to taper it more or less. Yeah. But I still well, think, I think that I had to power, to be honest. And I just think that, you know, maybe instead of telling like young girls that they're too womanish or yeah. or too chatty, perhaps we should explain to them. And I've thought about when this. Are 
not even just when I wear, but I explained to them like, okay, again, back with my random analogies, well, you've never heard them, but they're always there. I mm-hmm. think that there are certain elements of ourselves which are very strong elements of ourselves. They're not going to be for everybody. No full entirety of who we are is going to be for everybody. Going to be even for everybody, yeah. Who love us the most, right? Go I where you are that, celebrated. That too. I think that sometimes we need to really understand that like, for instance, I was I was talkative. I was talkative because I had opinions. I was also sometimes talkative because I was nervous. But let's lean into the part where I was talkative because I had opinions or because I just didn't understand the necessity for a filter with things where I didn't see shame or mm-hmm. anything, right? Or anything bad, sorry. So what I would say now, if I had a daughter or I had a son that was going through this, or even if somebody just asked me, I would say, you're that thing that is your core, that thing that you may feel bad for, that thing that you may be ostracized for, that is your superpower. The thing about a superpower, much like if you were in a Marvel comic or you were, um, you know, one of the X-Men or whatever, Mm -hmm. is that you need to learn how to use your power. Otherwise, your power will probably bring you to your knees. Yes, it will consume you. So... In order to understand that that thing in you that is really a gift, a blessing, and, and is, is so powerful, you need to understand how to utilize that in ways that really are going to work for you. Not to manipulate it, because I don't want to use words like that, because that's, that's not what I'm alluding to. I it's understand to, where you're going. Yeah. yeah, it's just to know how that thing actually works best for you. And, and to recognize that it's not a bad thing. And it's also not a good thing. It's just a thing. And it is how you yeah. utilize the thing that will determine to yeah. be good or bad, right? That's what I would say no to my child. I would say, like if someone were teasing them about being too talkative, I would say, don't let anybody belittle you for an element of who you are. Certainly, we have to look at ourselves and, you know, um, assess ourselves and be able to sit with ourselves and understand our truth, whether it be good or bad. But also there are going to be things that people are going to make you feel bad about that aren't bad. And you need to be exactly. able to assert yourself. Distinguish and yeah, know which one is which. And know how to utilize them for your highest and greatest good or whatever. So I would I would say that like, you know, please don't get me wrong. You know, not that I have, I, I said all that to say that I've had my tough times. I've had my seasons of self-loathing. I've had my moments of questioning myself. I want to touch on the part where you were saying like, you know, obviously we hear this a lot where it's like, you know, love, love yourself first and then people will follow suit, you know, teach people how to treat you, blah, blah, blah. Funny enough, the catalyst for me loving myself more and I would say getting to this stage of self-love right now was um, some years back, I was talking to a good friend of mine. And I was telling him some stuff because I had just recently embarked on expressing myself more without mm-hmm. shame, even if I felt shame, so as to get past my shame. Because I'm one of these people. If I, I feel like when you have fears, you I face understand. Them, I you understand know? wholeheartedly. You feel through the feels, and you think, and and I yeah. know that I'm often considered a little miss positivity, and so I've started trying to express more my entire process. So that people yeah. don't think that it's just that I'm like, okay, just be happy and that's it, the end. Because that's right? not it. But I completely not, get you because yeah, that's not you see that whole expressing feelings thing? I'd be so shame about all that shit. But I'm just like, you just, nobody can shame you for how you feel. So and I still, I still you go own through it. it. First. I yeah. still go through it. And, and even sometimes when I own it first, I still go through it. But what I, have start, what I started working on was just trying to express more because I would just not express. I would I would have like almost like stage yeah. for having normal frigging conversations. Yep. I go on my blog every morning I'll wake up to wisdom and express mm-hmm. to the ends of the earth 
things that I was passionate about, but would get stage fright speaking to people who like I was literally intimate with. It's like I don't even understand that, you know, but that is I what would happen. Understand it. Right? It's and it's I understand like, it. of relationship trauma, straight up. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah. Right. People so letting you down and all of that. Yeah. Good yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> So whatever, whatever happened, I sat down and spent this particular night. I'm going to beg this person not to listen to this podcast because I just feel like they have such a huge influence in my life and I feel a little bashful. But (laughs) I sat down with them one New Year's Eve after having the worst day with same sad person that I loved dearly. And Mm -hmm. I explained to them some stuff that I have been through, not regarding my day, mind you, but just things that I, I guess it just needs to get off my chest. And they said, mm-hmm. well, you know, G, what happened there is that you stopped being yourself and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. And you really just didn't even need to do that. But I understand why. And I'm going to tell you the truth. While self-love is a wonderful thing, that night... Having somebody love you is... It It makes it... I don't... See what you're saying. That, <laughs> I get it, but you might, you might be able to say it better. That night, that person reminded me of the importance of other people because I am so yeah. accustomed to doing so much on my own. I'm figuring it out on that, my own and for yeah. everyone else that I think I forgot what it's like for someone else to, to pull through and support you and have tell you. me. Yeah. Like just yeah. there just to validate me. And yeah. I also had a very big, um, I would say like a hard area for me was men validating me and from the perspective of not that I needed men to validate me but because I didn't feel like I was this hyper feminine woman because I would like I would never really take sexy pictures and show my body that's a very recent thing for me um mm-hmm. I would never I because I never wanted men specifically to be like oh she's a sexy girl so she's dumb or yeah she's, like I just had these really serious hang-ups that but I, you know that that still is like a thing when you said that <laughs> I remember a, a time. I just don't give um, a damn anymore because I, I know no, my like, no. <laughs> but like, but the thing is that you can't even help it. And I have had that actually happen to me before, mm-hmm. where um a friend of mine he let me know he he messaged me. He was just like, I don't know how to like curse us and niggas on your behalf. And I was like, I really shouldn't be telling you this, but I just I still have to let you know. Mm-hmm. Where it was like essentially. Um, I don't know. My name came up in some conversation. It was just like, oh, yeah, she pretty whatever, whatever. But I feel like she dumb or she got to be a bitch or she got to be something. And this man oh started like, carrying on, right? Berating yeah. because apparently I pretty and I don't post men. So that's the problem. And he started carrying on, carrying on. And I was like, but so my friend was like, but um, do you know her? And he was like, oh, no, but I just feel like all the pretty girls is be, be dumb or all the pretty girls be right. dead. And I was just like, you are a sad, a sad nigga. But like, when you say that, I completely get it because I used to never want men to disrespect. And this is a hangout I've had for years where like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, people would be like, oh my God, you're so pretty. Now, mind you, I never really felt like the so pretty girl. That was not really my internal feeling about myself. But I remember mm-hmm. being like three or four and this lady at my dad's work said, you're just so cute. Oh my God, and you're here. And she's going on. And I guess like, things that resonated with me were never those things. So I said to her, I'm also intelligent. Like in this way, yeah. Like I want you to know that I am not just pretty. Not just those things that you think there is more to me. I'm not like some, you know. And I don't even know why I 
felt like I needed to say that at such a young age, which actually, when I would think back about it, kind of scares me that I felt like that so young. There must have been something. Probably you thought people, something happening and you were just like, I don't want to just be reduced to my, to my look. Yeah. So so even my, one of my exes used to always make this joke and be like, anything that looked like a tank, you think that that is what you should wear. Anything that just big and just ridiculous, you think you should wear. Oh, Lord. And that was, girl, he he would just be like, I do not even understand, like, why you do that, right? Don't drag me like that. Yeah, but it was the truth. It was the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Because I had all of these hangouts about how, men visualize me mm-hmm. and hangouts relating to yeah. like being in a um a uni dropout and having studied law and now the people that I studied law with I'm doing their hair and they were kind of like not really being that nice about it either. So I had all these insecurities that I really needed mm-hmm. to unpack. And here was this person looking in the face of the insecurities, which I had just expressed to him and saying, oh, but there's nothing wrong with you, though. I don't even understand the problem. And I, I just feel like if that person couldn't accept you as you were, then maybe they just weren't for you. And I wouldn't That's say that. That's hit different. Right. Exactly. And I wouldn't say that he loves me in that moment. But that was a very loving interaction for me. And that loving interaction that he was able to share with me, and I'm very grateful for it, was the catalyst for a different level of healing for me that I had never ever, or I had not been able to, uh, no, I had never been able to unlock because I didn't need that healing before. That was just naturally how I felt. Because I didn't have really life like that yet, right? To that degree where I had been really hurt, or I had been really late. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like really late, just like fucked up. Sometimes it really does take a person to just come along. Like, cause I do agree with that. Yes. When you, mm-hmm. when you, I would not sit here and say like, Oh, I love myself. And then all of a sudden, like everything mm-hmm. just started to make sense, but yeah. I start to position yourself differently. And this is the hippie dippiness and you start to speak differently and you move differently, then different things come. So like I said before, like the healing is not always linear and then there are different stages to it. So I feel like there is basically like an evolution. So the first guy that I would have dated that talked to me about, what the hell do I not like hugs and, and whatever and I maybe like tried a little bit with that. That was in 2019. And I mean, like that did not necessarily end the best, but... It, it it was what it was and that still kind of stuck with me because even in us you know like talking a little bit after um it would have ended we would have just like poked fun at it here and there yeah and it caused me to start to redefine how I approach relationships on that or intimacy I would say mm. in that regard and then obviously you start to work on it you talk to people you have different interactions, you go through different things and like, not just romantically, but like in friendships and stuff like that. And everything is like a learning experience. So then I would have gone to like the other person that I would have dated. And then I think like, even in that interaction, it would have been a bit more of a, it is okay to be softer. Mm -hmm. It is okay to, and I'm not going to judge you. Like you said before, it was almost like a safe space where I could be like, okay. Yeah. I have these feelings and he would just sit there and listen to me talk about it. And he would just be like, okay, cool. Like, all right. And that's yeah. completely valid. And how you feel is, for- and I was just like, wait, you're not judging me for like being a hot fucking mess today. And he would be like, why, why would I, I mean, like, you just human, like, that's normal. So come on, let me give you a hug and let's go to sleep. And I would just say, oh, this is, this I think is- we had, yeah, girl, we had the same thing. <laughs> 
I got sent you a picture and be like, let me make sure you didn't. I hope it's not because the person I'm talking about, I definitely know that ain't no use. Oh, funny that is that, <laughs> wouldn't that be funny um i i don't think so because it, it's, it's impossible i do yeah yeah but you know that's another story but we talk about that another time uh, oh, <laughs> that's very interesting but yeah, yeah i i but chances are it's not the same person for sure no i don't but, i don't think uh, it is i'm just an idiot i just like to be yeah, we, but you know we, same same demographic i mean you just have to have these conversations just to be sure Girl. but yeah um <laughs> so that is how that basically went along i was just like okay it is okay to say say things like i was not even like i would because yeah. I am wanting no nigga know that I missed he because you weren't supposed to fire that message to nobody and tell nobody that you got me or him missing you. Like that was so I mean, ridiculous. I would it, it and and I <laughs> and I understand that because I never was like that before. Like I had I would say that I had a nice little balance to a degree. There were immature immature elements to it to to some degree, but you know. I grew up on like these movies, like two can play that game and love my basketball yes. and whatever. And I remember when two can play that game came out, my friends, all of my friends were like, you have to watch this movie. This woman is you. And I, they almost like revered me for that. And then like guys as well would be like, yeah, like, yeah, you hard. Like, you know, it was a joke. Like, I remember there was this joke where my best friend, uh, one of my best friends in, in, in like, secondary school was was a guy. And he mm-hmm. would say that his friends used to, like, want to talk to me, but they would call me the ice cream because it's like, you just knew that I wasn't putting it. Ain't out. happening. Yeah, I was not going to fall for you. Just these certain things. It was just quite hilarious. But, you know, now, when I, as I got older, what I would say is that my vote, like, because actually, let me, let me do the, the then and now. My then mm-hmm. is not 21. My then is going to be like 25 into like ish. Saturn return year, like 28-ish, 29-ish. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. was this? I did not want to feel vulnerable because I had been hurt so much that yes. I was very scared to be open Me? with people because I did you? not want them to take advantage of my emotions. Uh-huh. And I was not hurt because one of the biggest hurts I had was not someone cheating on me. It was like nothing was working. Like we lived in different states because I used to live in the states and mm-hmm. we lived in different states and our phones just wouldn't work. Our Wi-Fi just wouldn't work. Like I would get super awkward, which I can be, you know, it takes a special kind of person to handle my awkwardness because let me tell you darling in person, it's really a thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh-huh. like it was just—it was just—I don't know. Like, I just could not. I don't know. I felt like I—I I felt for many years, not even just in that union. It was—it was like since that union, I felt mm-hmm. like I was constantly reaching back for this strong, you know, flawed but beautiful person that I used to feel myself to be, but could never quite touch it. Like I could see it, but I couldn't—I mm-hmm. couldn't quite get back to it. And I remember people would say to me, like why you want to go back and I would keep saying to them because like and my men would be like because I'm popular you felt like at that point no, that it was yeah like but I don't feel like a whole person but, but that was happened? not what you were supposed to be feeling let me, let me tell you the joke and I'm actually only really figuring this out as I'm telling you this so this is interesting but <laughs> what I real I'm realizing now I feel like subconsciously I knew this but I've never actually said this it's probably a better way to say it I understand. I didn't want to be vulnerable, and I would say that the per- one of the people or, or the person who in my adult life had, had hurt me most would actually drop these gems, but then do bear shape. And mm-hmm. I think that that was also his hurt and his necessity for healing, right? So no knocks to him. We both grew, thank God, but wouldn't go back. But mm-hmm. 
he would always be like, vulnerability is not a bad thing, you know, but I used to feel like vulnerability is a bad thing with you, sir, because you don't know how to act. That's what I used to say, right? There you go. But Mm -hmm. what I realized is that I kept trying to be hard and I kept trying to be this. Every time, right, it would break. I would be broken down. And I used to say to people that I was going through my porcelain process, right? (laughs) I actually haven't had this conversation even with anyone Ever so this is this is this is the pure adult relationship right yes. now, right? Open open I am up. Right now realizing that I am finally feeling like porcelain because for a really long time I felt like some cracked up clay, like the clay pots that is be at the back of the uh, pottery that nobody knows. That's how oh, I felt. Yeah, I know you feel that. beautiful and you are all together. But I'm gonna tell you this: and you ought I'm to be together. I'm not all together, but what I am is kinder to myself more mm-hmm. understanding towards myself i don't think everything is my fault anymore you know I, there's a lot of things that I you are giving think. yourself grace i give myself grace now i've realized that i don't need to be this super feminine woman because there's gonna be some nigga gonna like me and my sweats my million tattoos and my cousin correct you know correct i don't need to be all of these things that some misogynistic patriarchal person made me feel like I needed to be. And those are things yeah. that happened to me. And I and I was, and moreover, I was disappointed in myself beyond measure because I was never that person that ascribed to someone, like you allowing anyone to have that much power over you. So yeah, like, sometimes you start but, to feel like, it because sometimes you would see like people getting into relationships and while, bless their heart, the relationship seemed like so much trash and you're here, which is me, being single for so long is like, is something wrong with me? Yeah. Maybe I should try to do X, Y, Z, but then it's still not honoring who I am. And yeah. like, once you honor who you are, give yourself some grace and show up for you. I think that makes it easier for people to show up for you as well because you're being authentic. And that's how I think that loving yourself creates a space for other people to love you. I would say, however, that I was doing that for so long and stuff still wasn't really working out. And so I began to think, well, I'm the only comedy nominator, so I must be the problem. Mm-hmm. I was, but not in the way that I thought I was. Thought, yeah. I was just making not great decisions. And when I was seeing red flags, because I was afraid I would never find the thing again, I was then you were to but be Again, you were not honoring not yourself in that exactly. moment. Exactly. And the other, so, so anyway, so before I, I was like, you know, just, just really harsh on myself, really judging myself, really loathsome in many ways, but trying, you know, trying to be good, trying to be loving, trying my best. What I would say actually worked for me was that conversation that night that catalyzed a different type of growth for me. What followed that then was that the person that lasted longer than a snow cone, but not quite like a cup of tea, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> made me feel so comfortable and at ease to share, to be, to give, to express, to emote. That that was kind of like a training ground for me. So that was like I was on the warm up track, yeah, right? Yes. The hot relay, right? That then, is exactly how I feel like right now. Mm-hmm. Like it made sense for what it was. But yes, obviously, sometimes you'll be dis- you will be disappointed that it did not like work out long term. But then at the end of the day, I am still very appreciative of the lessons that I learned because it did not end badly. So yeah. is it, which is also different because, like I said before, I'm very used to just like, okay, it didn't work, leave me alone. But like, I would still say that we are cool, and it was it was just it was different. Like you said, it like 
a preparation of sorts, like the warm up before the workout. And then I about to hit this workout real good because I warm up properly. That's literally yeah. how I would 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 describe that situation. So where I am right now, I am I am looking forward to what the workout is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Basically. That's the thing. I had stopped looking forward to the workout. I had stopped looking forward to the race because it just mm-hmm. never was working out. And so what so to also know, okay, so that there was then and, and there's now. So now like what your friend was saying about sometimes you just need to be happy with things. Like I am a person that needs to understand things. I need to understand the science of how certain things work. That is what comes. That is what soothes me. I'm very like logical and strategic in those ways. I yeah. actually sometimes get like, yeah, like when people are like, you're still creative. And I'm like, actually, I'm really no, logical. No. <laughs> I'm extremely type A. And I just wish that people would get to know people before they assume that they understood the entirety of who they are. But that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Because you don't but, sit in an office behind a desk. They assume that you are so not. Annoying. So annoying. Yeah. But, but that's okay. We all have these things. So for me, now I'm to a place where I feel like I am I, I am more accepting of my flaws and I am less filled with shame. I am mm-hmm. less filled with guilt. I am more hell-bent on expressing myself even when I'm embarrassed, even when you would have brought me shame before, even when whatever. And the things that it did still brings shame, but I've pushed through it because yeah, no, it still brings shame. it's for a greater good. It still brings shame. And they understand that shame is just like a trauma type response thing. It's not, not actually like true shame. Shame, honey, will fuck your shit up. Let me tell you, right? <laughs> shame will have you out here judging yourself, berating yourself inside your own head. You know, like not is true you know what I mean and yeah we often apply that to outside things or to philosophies or concepts but we don't often apply that to ourselves there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff we heard about ourselves that isn't true right now the way how like before when I was younger I would be like I have a point to prove I gotta be on top of this thing I need to be a boss to could play the game you can never get mm-hmm. one over me nigga if you cheat on me best believe I'm gonna do cheat it on back. You. I'm better Okay, but no, and I don't have the energy for that. My knees well, don't operate yeah. like that anymore. No, I don't <laughs> want. I don't, I don't want to. So I don't want to do that anymore. No, when I the like to my person of interest, I want to like how he supports me, like how he reminds me that tomorrow is another day and everything will be fine. And no, I'm not the worst person in the world. And yes, I do deserve the best things. And yes, I deserve to be cared for and loved on but we can also play a fight you know what i'm saying i still get yeah. and rough i can't cuss around him he doesn't ever think i'm less of a lady you know what i'm saying because no, yeah no i want to be able to give him back those things too i want to be able to be that list that voice that yeah voice like why i said earlier about yeah you can come to me and be your whole ass self because you have also provided me with the space to be my full ass self and that's literally what I'm looking for like I don't want to feel like if I have to dumb down myself so if I could be literally my whole goofy ass dumb ass Mm -hmm. cursing ass self around you if I can talk to you in all of my accents and you know quote lyrics and (laughs) and I'm in here and I'm like oh no brown cow to the nanny and you continue to just be like this is really dumb but you know i love you so 
blessing rot with it. Yeah, that, that is literally what I am looking. That is the type of workout that I am looking in going forward because I've had the warm up and I think that I am. You're ready. More or less prepared. Yes. Yeah. It might I, it I might mean, be a little challenging, but I think that I am I ready to go and pelt both the weights. But for yeah, lack of a you, better I, um, expression. No. Well, you know we love you, Jim. So I'm there with you, sis. Exactly. None, no. But I was exactly. too, like when I had that 21 year old relationship, I spent so many years comparing everyone to that. And you can't do that. You get lost with the person. But let me explain to you. I knew somewhere subconsciously that whatever it was that I was having was not it. I knew subconsciously somewhere that I shouldn't have stuck around as long as I did in certain situations. But I was operating out of fear. I was operating mm-hmm. out of shame. I was operating out of lack. I always felt like I was too, you know, too much or, or yeah. like loving me. You know what I mean? Like if I, I would never I got get you. enough, so let me settle, you know, whatever. Now I'm to a point where I remember who the fuck I am, right? First of Amen. all, as we all should, ladies, okay? And and in betweeners, everybody in between, all the people, all the persons thing. <laughs> all all the children of the world. <laughs> all the children of the world, baby, all the kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I just, I just realized that, like, you know, what, what I, I began to understand what it was about that union that made me compare because I wasn't trying to do it on purpose. It would just, I would just be like, but this don't feel like that. And it wasn't that I wanted that exact thing. I think what my mind and intuition was trying to tell, to, tell me is girl, it don't feel right. Stop it. <laughs> right. Stop squeezing yourself into spaces that are not for you. Stop trying to be all these things for these people. And I was doing that on multiple levels and not realizing, right? So it was so many things. Now I want to be able to love someone wholeheartedly. I want to be able to listen to them. I want to be able to, you know, not be scared to be vulnerable to like just make them a cup of coffee because they're going to think that they can get... Like I was so like, so jaded. Me, I understand. Yeah, I was so jaded, girl. And it is so calming and refreshing to not have to exist in a space where I am scared of everything. Like even when we started the pod, I was speaking to my friend person and (laughs) saying to the individual that (laughs) I'm being dramatic. I'm just being an idiot. No, but I was I was explaining this thing to him because I would have this hang out like, oh, you can't go around men too much because then they're going to call me that you be witch and the men yeah. don't want you. But recently, this thought kept crossing my mind like, girl, if a man can't be wrong, you how the fuck want to go live together? Like, how would a better life? Like, yes, I believe that you don't need to give people too much too soon. But like, if he can't even be wrong you for that same period of time, what do you ask him to do? I use 33 years old, my girl. What do you mean? And I really had to check myself because I was like, you know, I have these, some of these hangouts still and this has been helping me work through them. And so tonight, earlier, I was just saying to him, like, he was like, well, I am inviting you. I do not understand why you're telling me something about not coming over. Well, he didn't say all that, but that was the general just the conversation. I said to him, you know, I love being around you. I just get scared that. And I'm an idiot. And I often lace my, when I say an idiot, I mean like I like foolishness. So I often lace things. Yes. I often lace things that I'm a little like shy or conscious about with humor. Because it really is not even for the other person. It it helps me feel better. Yeah. So I was like, I 
I love being around you. I just don't want to overwhelm you with the essence of who I am of and me. my family. Yeah. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I was like, I am inviting you. And then I caught myself and I was just like, actually. You apologize for who you are and you shouldn't have no. to do that. I said, to be honest, I am scared to come around you too much because I don't want you to get tired of me. And that was the real thing there. Mm-hmm. The joke and everything. And he was like, okay, that's fine. I understand that. Fair enough. However, I am the person asking you to come here. And like, you just showed up and never went away. That's not what's happening here. Yeah. And the truth is about it is that like, that's where I'm that's at right so now. Sweet, though. I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you. He like, like, he makes him to, well, not only that, but whether or not this goes to the moon and back or not, you know what I mean? Like whether this goes on forever and ever or if forever is just a day. The point is in this moment right now, I am learning to express. I am learning yeah. to express in, in a way where I don't always feel like I need to defend myself because I'm too scared to just be my most vulnerable self. You know, Agreed. What I mean? like, for me, like, yes, I did get to do that when I was 21. But there is a difference in being able to do that now. Do it at 21 and do it now because you've lived it in your 30s. More. Because I've yeah. felt so much more and I've hurt so much more and I've healed so much more. I had to rebuild myself, you know, from literally from, from scratch. A 21 year old you is not is not 30 something year old you. So no. it's going to be a different experience for sure. Completely, completely. So, I mean, honestly, I'm to a, a place now where my my way of loving because my 21 year old love was strong as fuck don't get tired you could have never got between we don't get to a stage. i mean it was cute maybe what we was gonna do is maybe we was gonna entertain you together just kidding or not but anyway <laughs> the point is the point is, uh-huh. is that you weren't getting between the situation on any substantial level because our foundation was very very strong it was falling not built mm-hmm. on sand. but no the way that i love yes it is that type of um, thing, but it's way healthier. Number one, yeah. I do not have yes. a desire to just up and leave people because there are moments where I am wrong. There are moments where I do things that are ridiculous. There are moments where I am not my greatest self, but rather my lesser Correct. self. And I want the person around me who is is brave and bold and loves me enough to tell me the difficult things to help me. Correct. I don't want to do those things to people where I just ghost them Pack anymore. And go. Like, let know. us have these conversations. Let's talk Let's about it. And that's where I am yep. at. Because I, unfortunately, I had to realize that I am not perfect. And I, too, make mistakes. And while it, it hurts to, to hear it, I also appreciate the fact that I can be told you did X, Y, Z and I did not like that. And let us move from, from there. Again, I, I'm seeing it not just in like romantic relationships, like I said, but as friendships. Some parting words for the girls. My my only parting word is, again, you would not have no righteous segment because this entire conversation was very righteous and wonderful. Oh, but I just yeah. want to reiterate <laughs> letting people love you and i say that to you generally all of y'all the whores that listening <laughs> love y'all for making it hey this far. <laughs> yeah but i am just saying it to you that is all i have to say what what parting words do you have for the girls and the guys My parting words are allow yourself to heal through your things learn to work through your embarrassment and your shame you're not always going to feel good about it but allow yourself to work through those things. It sounds cliche. That shit is hard as fuck. 
do it anyway. Yeah. It will allow you to love on another level that is priceless and feels like how a coconut snow cone from the top of Swan Street. I'm sorry if you're not from Barbados and never experienced this. With a bag of sea grapes from the man there from the top of Swan Street. You lost me at the sea grapes, but you have me with the coconut snow cone with the milk to the bottom and the top. With the milk, you understand? Top off. To the bottom and the top. We do not have the time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It is is really, really just a beautiful feeling to be able to wholeheartedly be open to a person. And also... Love with your whole ass. Yes. And on the topic of self-love, to be able to see yourself in all of your glory, your shame, your joy, your embarrassment, your talents, your flaws, and to say, girl, you, you is beautiful and fucked up, but I love you, you know? <laughs> and that, love it. Your whole raggedy self. Your whole raggedy That's self. It. Yeah. And I love and it I all. To genuinely and openly explore yourself because... That can be one of the most beautiful things for someone else to experience about you as well, right? Yes. You understand what I mean? Yes. In this past year, I have taken the time to do a lot of healing, but I've also taken the time to take more chances. I've oft- also taken the time to actually try the just do it for fun thing and to yeah. keep my mind and all the things that I felt like I couldn't reach back to anymore and some things that I never even knew of. One of my greatest blessings and one of the most beautiful things that has allowed me to be more open to people and allow people to love me differently is mm-hmm. by allowing myself to explore my my full self, even the things I was scared of, embarrassed to do, whatever. Yeah. And giving a person a genuine chance to see that side of me and not hide everything or feel the need to, to protect myself so much. We operate a lot in survival. We operate a lot in lack. I don't mean to sound hoity, um, not hoity, sorry. I don't mean to sound cliche. I don't mean to sound like if I'm on but stuff, it's the truth. Say, it's dippy stuff, but it is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that challenge that, challenge that, challenge it. That's the that's the best way to bring it home. Challenge yourself to be yourself and be loved fully as your entire self, and that's it. That's a wrap. Amen. This episode was recorded and produced by Robbie by name. Uh, by at from. What do you want me to say? From nameless. At okay. This episode was recorded and produced by Robbie at Nameless Productions. Papi, Robbie Niles in the studio. Emmy is season two.